0: All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee, sitting outside of River North Park yet again, sipping on a white caramel or white chocolate caramel coffee today. Something a little different, something new. You know, you have to leave the house to get this sort of coffee. And that's one of the reasons I go to Sheets. They always have these innovative flavors. Maybe it's common to you, but it's new to me. Something tasty, a little different than the regular Folgers or Maxwell that you sip at home. But today I wanted to talk about a show on Netflix called Zoo. You may have seen it, you may have heard about it, you may have been curious about it, may have not checked it out. But I want to talk about some of the reasons that you might benefit from watching this, and at the same time, just give you a little rundown of the show without giving you too much of the uh, details. Don't want to ruin anything. Nothing worse than somebody telling you, "Oh, and then this happens." There's no need to watch the show at this point, right? So, get your cups about three quarter, not three quarters in, about a quarter into my cup. It's a, a regular, so it's a small 16 ounce, maybe 20 ounce, whatever portions they have over there at uh, Sheets. But that's what we got going on today. So let's take a sip. The weather's a little windy, a uh, little drab. I'd say the weather is drab. You know, overcast skies. Sitting out here looking over the water, a little, little small chop on the pond. But people seem to be enjoying themselves. Looks like somebody's having a birthday party or quinceanera over there. uh, We have, I guess, a diverse population here in my city of Greenville. So if you know what a quinceanera is, then you know who's over there having a party. It's about a good 20, 20 or so people getting it in, celebrating, taking in the day. So let's get to it. Zoo. What is Zoo about? Zoo is a show about animals right? and a threat that they could impose on the world if they were all to unite. That's the synopsis, That's the, the main core of the show. What would happen if animals decided to get together and take over the world? But in this show, how it uh, flows is that they introduce a set of characters. One being, I guess, a paleontologist, don't get me wrong, a science guy. We'll say a science guy. You have a French girl, you have an African, you have some Americans. So you have a pretty multinational group going on, right? So you get the, the accents, the different accents and things like this. You know, everybody's speaking English, which is good, especially if you're somebody that's learning English, because the dialogue in this show is not too dense to where you can't just jump in and follow it. You know, I know a lot of people start off their English learning and they watch Friends. If you like that corny, zany humor, then you watch Friends. But if you want something a little more interesting, not going to say that this show is super cutting edge, you know, next level show. But it is an engaging show. You know, I'm a native English speaker and I enjoy watching it. I'm watching it with my mother. Normally I'm watching a lot of zombies. I'm also watching Realty Z, which is uh, another zombie show. And then I think all of us are dead. Which is another zombie show. That's a Korean show with uh, high schoolers, and there's a zombie outbreak. But like I said, we're going to focus on Zoo. So Zoo has a cast of characters. Uh, the uh, they have you know a guy from Africa. Then they have another guy from Africa. You know, one's black, one's white. Um, Abe is the big, huge guy. Um, he's probably I don't know six four. He just dwarfs everyone on the show, which is good. So it shows his his size. You know, he's a a proud man from Africa, and he's the the, the muscle of the show. Then he has this little, uh, I guess, West African guy that he allows, you know, or lets follow him around a bit, and this guy kind of comes up with the little ideas and things that they could test out, but they have this long-running relationship. Anyway, you have this little duo, then you have this French girl that comes in at some point, right, on a safari, then you have the American scientist, and then you have a little journalist, this little dweeby girl, you know. But the thing is, each one of those personalities kind of fits in. Maybe you know somebody like that, or maybe you're one of those types. What keeps the show compelling, like I said, is the animal aspect. I mean, you know, everything from lions, tigers, and bears, and different animal behavior. I've got to imagine that there is some scientific element to the show, you know, some scientific research backing this animal behavior, because they're looking for something called the defiant pupil. The defiant pupil, I've never heard of this concept before the show. Maybe it's something that actually exists. But reason I say it would be interesting, you know, for somebody who's learning a language is because not only you get the basic day-to-day English dialogue, you know, hey, what you do, or what's this, or what's going on? Uh, you're also getting some science. You're seeing a bunch of animals, and the guy's going in the lab, you know, doing different tests and everything. So you're getting that kind of next level science, uh, that you could probably use in your conversation just to diversify your vocabulary. It's okay to sit here and, you know, go through 150 greetings and, you know, you can name all the 50 states or something like that. But when you can deep dive into a a topic, you know, at your level, a comfortable level, because like I said, you have a scientist who's talking on this level, but then he's got to explain it to these, you know, local people without these types of degrees. And it's understandable, digestible content. I would say it's definitely worth something uh, checking out. Now, there are a few moments in the show where it gets a little I don't know, uh, this little wrap around. They love cliffhangers. I mean, this show has a cliff I mean, they could make a cliffhanger out of anything. You could have somebody going into the, you know, refrigerator to get a soda and then they just leave it there like did he open the soda? Did he close the soda? Cliffhangers are something that seemed to be a, a common theme in these rerun, not rerun series, but Netflix series. When I watched, uh, what was it, Z Nation cliffhangers, I'm like, they have this stuff down to a science. You know, they, they bring it up to a point, they get the climax, they get the energy, they get the momentum, and then they leave you right there and you would have to wait till next week to watch it. But if you're watching it on Netflix, your, your next wait is just to click away. You just click the button and you're already watching the next show or the next season. Like I said, we're about to finish up uh, Season 1 going into Season 2. I imagine it's going to be more of the same. Uh, they keep Somehow they keep the story evolving. Just when you think they're painted into a corner, they can't go any further, they come up with something, and then they find a back door that leads to like 15 more doors. So there's definitely a kudos to the writing team for this show. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I've also started uh, working on another project uh, it consists of audio stories. I've already recorded a few of them. Very engaging, very interesting. I'll be releasing those soon on the site. I don't know if you've signed up for the newsletter yet. Probably need to do some type of ad, advertisement and put that in my uh, podcast just so you guys can be reminded of it you know, from time to time. Because like I said, we're going to grow this, this podcast, this uh, English and coffee thing that we've created over the past few years as we sip our cups. We grow, we get stronger. But it's really all I had for you guys today. Just wanted to talk about something interesting that I think you would like to watch, check out, enjoy it, don't enjoy it. But either way, you will increase your ability to understand, you know, just those basic nuances in the English language, because sometimes a lot of people get tripped up and then when you have a French, a French woman, a guy from Africa, you know, with their different accents, pronouncing these English words, you'll see that, hey, maybe you're not too far off from the truth. But on that one, let's take a sip, and I will see you in the next one. Now, here's another idea to wrap your head around, just piggybacking off of what I just talked about, that show zoo. I want to propose a question, get your mind rolling around. What Do you think the world would be like if animals did, in fact, take over the world? I mean, we're animals, but I mean animals. You're talking your dogs, your cats, you know, snakes, lions. What would the world look like? How different would it be? I mean, right now, you know, when you drive somewhere, you're worried about a a deer running out in the street. You may see a possum on the side of the road. You may see a, um, a rabbit running through your lawn. But what if you were to walk outside and there was a rhino full charge going through your lawn, running right through your fence? Like that would kind of change the situation. You know, birds are in the sky. You know, snakes are at the zoo or snakes are in the deep woods. But I mean, what if you had to walk through snakes and dodge birds on the way to get in your car and go to work? And then while you're at work, instead of a regular black widow spider being in the bathroom you pull up in the toilet seat and there's a freaking tarantula in there right or there's an orangutan in the attic you know of your house somehow an orangutan got in there like how different would the world be if we were just overrun you know with animals i mean because we've overrun the the world you know as you look at all the resources we've depleted you know ourselves we're cutting down trees putting up buildings and stuff and then we're inhabiting the areas that the animals used to freely, you know, roam. You know, the only thing we're not really deep in, I guess, is the ocean. No pun intended, but I mean, we we stay on top of the ocean. Every now and then we'll send a submarine down, some type of exploration device, but we haven't been to the bottom of the ocean, and there are many things we don't understand, and it's, it's a little more dangerous. So I guess the animals in the ocean are a little safer as long as we stop, you know, pumping chemicals and things like that in there, but that's neither here nor there. But let's just say... You know, it was fish and the water level rose. So now all the buildings that we frequent and live in were underwater. We would have to start building our homes on top of water. Right. So we would have these floating homes. I want to say in somewhere like Dubai, I am not sure. But in that general area, I want to say on one of those picturesque pictures that they have online, there is a floating, something like a floating city, they call it. You know, I haven't done my research all on it. I've just seen a picture of something like that before where there's a city that's kind of floating, you know, on top of the water. I know they have little areas and people have homes floating on top of the water. I mean, these are people with this, you know, disposable income. Like, they just don't care if the house gets washed away. But I imagine when the water comes in, like, I know they had a recent tsunami. Uh, not a tsunami, but an um, earthquake. But in those areas where you have those tsunamis, they come in they pretty much destroy the place because the buildings are structural. they're stationed in the ground. But if you had this huge wave come in and then your house just kind of lifts and rises with the wave you know just to ride the flow, it'd be interesting not saying I would want to be you know sitting sitting in my house and then all of a sudden I'm thousand feet in the air on top of way uh, top of a wave and then it comes crashing down. no thank you. so I mean, there's really nothing you can do when the earth decides that it wants to shake things up. But, you know, just think about it. How different would the world be if animals were to overrun it? You go outside and you have just the most random animals, strangest situations occurring. You go to the bathroom, there's snakes in there. Or you pull back your sheets and you have, a, let's just say, a skunk, you know, hiding under your covers that you didn't know got there. I imagine you'd probably know it was a skunk just due to the smell they leave. But it's just something to think about, you know, piggybacking off of what we talk about with the show Zoo. So check out Zoo, answer the question, and, you know, send me a comment. Let me know what you think. I will talk to you guys later. Bye.